welcome to my podcast. This is your host, Joseph Perez. Glad to be with you today. Excited to be back for another episode. Let's get into it. going on everybody this is your host joseph perez glad to be back just wanted to jump on here it's gonna be a short short episode today just want to share some things that are kind of happening in my world in my life right now um the spanish church that i have the privilege to pastor is going through an amazing amazing revival we've had to to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost and be baptized in the name of Jesus um, with the potential of having more the the ladies that we've baptized and they received the Holy Ghost have large families and uh, and slowly are integrating their family members into the church and so we're seeing we're seeing some some harvest there now a lot of that is happening um, in part because of the way God is orchestrating things. And I just wanted to share a little bit of that with you today. Um, was recently down in Alabama for a conference, Power to Become, with uh, Bishop Sutton and Pastor Stephen Collins and my very good friend, uh, Jermaine Irvin. Um, we were down there with them for this Power to Become conference, which has become a, a staple in my life. Um, the last two years that I've gone... They have really just um, given me a lot of uh, inspiration and encouragement and empowerment. I feel like God has really given us something there and uh, and done a, a mighty work in our life and ministry there. So, Brother Nathaniel Urshan was preaching uh, on the evening service, uh, Thursday evening, I believe it was. And his message title was, the sword of the Lord and of Gideon. And he talked about how that when Gideon was active and in the pursuit of doing what was God's will or the work of God, warring for God, that God was simultaneously warring with him, that God would move with him and act with him. And, but there had to be motion on Gideon's side uh, for there to be motion on God's side. And so, and that's what we've been seeing in the ministry of, of PIA, Primera Iglesia Apostolica. Uh, we came back from Mission Possible in Memphis, Tennessee, uh, after an amazing time there with, a, with just a, a mission, a mission on our heart and mind to, to make evangelism a number one priority in our life. Not that we haven't in the past, it just... It had faded. We were relying more on um, just kind of the word of mouth. We were relying on on the on the connections we already had made and established, but no new connections were being made. Um, we were just kind of, you know, 
going with the flow, if, if that makes sense. And in a church plant, it, it, it kind of happens that way where you're just, you, you start to um, get really active, really active in evangelism. And then when you start to see a little bit of fruit, it kind of starts to digress and you've made a lot of connections and you've spoken to different people here and there. And all of a sudden it becomes this um, where you've all, you, you've, you've already made so many connections that you just rely on the connections you've made to try to draw people to the church. So there was no, um, there was evangelism, but there was no new evangelism happening, if that makes sense. We weren't reaching new people and trying to get others to come to church. So we came back from Mission Possible and we decided we were going to uh, make the effort to start witnessing to newer people, people that we've never met before, people that we haven't reached. And um, I remember we came home and we called Pastor and, and, spoke with with the ministry team there and we started to print flyers we started to create banners we started to try to create all types of advertisements so that we can put it out to the public in the public eye even putting a banner out in the front of the church putting some banners out in the back where um there's a field and uh, and so we started to make all these these um moves to try to create uh more awareness of our church of the ministry here and so when we when we made those decisions and made those moves, it was it wasn't even a day. I don't even think it was a day later that that my pastor, Pastor Nate, called me and said, "Hey, you need to get to the church. You need to get to the church because there is a a group of uh, Hispanic individuals that are here, and it's a very large group, and they're they're wanting to use the facility. We have a soccer field in the in the back of the church." He said, well, they're wanting to use the facility back there. And they were wondering um, if they could if they can use it on a frequent basis. So we got down to the church and um, and long story short, we made those connections with them. We agreed to meet them there every Tuesday night. And every Tuesday we have a Bible study as it is, as it stands. And so uh, and before the Bible study, we were having prayer meetings on Tuesday nights. So we just converted the Bible study prayer meeting into uh, one deal. And then we decided, well, we will open up the the soccer field to the to the public and allow anyone that wants to come play soccer, play soccer. But at the same time, we're going to be offering Bible studies and you can come inside and listen to the Bible study. Um, and, and the catch to all of it was at the end of both the Bible study and the soccer that was being happening well was happening out out in the field that at the end of both we would all meet in the cafeteria and we would prepare a meal for them and this has been happening for for almost a month now a little over a month and uh and we've been trying to bring people in we had at one point around 60 individuals and and in our church and either there for soccer or bible study and, and we were able to bring them into the cafeteria and, and have that fellowship with them and sit down with them. One thing that was interesting to me with what Brother Urshan had spoke on was, uh, and I believe he spoke on it, the, the morning service was he talked about getting, getting them, speaking of souls, to the table, bringing them to the table and sitting and dining with them. And, and because it, a, lot, a lot happens at the table when you're able to make that connection and, and build that relationship it happens at the table 
And as he spoke these things about Gideon and the Lord, the sword of the Lord and Gideon and God working alongside Gideon, but Gideon had to be doing something in order for God to be working with him. And then he talked about how we had to sit at the table and dine and, and win souls and teach Bible studies and build those relationships. He was confirming a lot of what we had been experiencing. And up to that point, we had been seeing already uh, a mighty revival harvest that had made its way to the church that was not even a product of that outreach program that we created. So there was families that were being sent to us via missionaries. A missionary in Mexico, a friend of mine, that pastor had won a man to the Lord or or a man was won to the Lord there uh, in his church and they were at church together. And the man spoke to the pastor, said, do you know anyone in the uh, city of Knoxville, Tennessee? And that pastor, that missionary, he used to pastor in near Nashville. And we were good friends before he left to the mission field. And he said, I know a guy. And he's pastoring a great church in Knoxville, Tennessee. And he sent me the information and I made contact and we reached out to them and invited them to church. And that lady came to church. This is all happening while we're still conducting these, this outreach ministry. She makes her way to the church and at the church, she, she, um, receives, uh, a revelation of, of baptism and the Holy ghost. And, and, uh, and I don't know if it was her first visit, um, I don't, I don't believe it was. She came probably two times before she got baptized. She, she'd been to three in total, three Sunday services, and then decided to get baptized on that third Sunday. And the, that Sunday she, that she got baptized, God was getting ready to fill her with the Holy ghost. And she had, she, uh, I believe that she kind of became fearful. She didn't understand ever. She didn't understand everything that was happening at the moment. She shut her mouth and just kind of like wanted to shut it all down. And I and I spoke to her, said, you cannot shut that down. That's the Holy Ghost. And you have to be open to that. So the following Sunday, and again, this is how God works. And I'm just sharing with you this, this testimony of revival that we're experiencing. I had already committed to a, a, a prior engagement to a children, children's revival in, in Atlanta, Georgia. And in that revival... Um, the pastor there who happens to be my uncle, uh, Marvin Reyes, he was, he was emphatic to us that he, he wanted to see, uh, God fill some kids with the Holy ghost. So the, the whole, um, premise of, of this revival was that kids would receive the Holy ghost and, and commit to being baptized. So in my mind and in my heart, and my spirit, I wanted to be home. I'm, I'm thinking, man, I really need to be home right now. We're having great revival. And as a, as a church planner, as a young pastor, uh, I don't feel comfortable not being home. Well, um, thankfully, you know, I have my family that helps me, my, my father and, and my brother and brothers. Uh, my one brother in particular, he's uh, actual, an actual minister and, and in ministry. And uh, my father was, he, he had an engagement, so he couldn't stay and take care of the service. Well, he, I, I told my dad, I said, well, then you're going to have to cancel your engagement or I'm going to have to cancel. One of us is going to have to sacrifice because we both can't be gone. Not with the revival that's happening right now in our city. And, um, and because, and, and this is kind of, it, it kind of touches on the life of a young minister. Um, but sometimes you, 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 you overcommit 
and and certain things have to take place and so that's where I was I had overcommitted and and um and I felt that I really needed to be home but then again I had already committed to being with this pastor and he had already put out flyers he had got our room and and all the plans were made so I couldn't it was a last minute deal so my dad's like hey look just tell ask your brother if he'll take care of the service have him preach he hadn't preached yet in that service in the Spanish service he ministered in other services but not in Spanish so um I asked my brother said hey would you would you help us you know would you do you think you'd be able to take care of the service and he was he was um all for it and and we believed and trusted that he would he would do a great job but still while we're in Atlanta while I'm in Georgia I'm I'm, I'm in my mind I'm I'm not there my my physical body is there my mind and spirit is back at home and I'm thinking God these people we cannot lose this opportunity we cannot lose this momentum and God just spoke to me and said hey I, I can I can do it you just focus on the task at hand so that Sunday we got up and um and went to church and I was I was praying God feel feel somebody with the Holy Ghost today you know and that was the 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 whole goal was to see someone filled and as I'm in that service I'm 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 talking to God. I'm saying, God, if you don't feel anybody here, you know, feel somebody back at home in Knoxville. And I'm going to preach about the Holy Ghost here as if I were back at home. And I got up in this kid's revival. And, and I, you know, I'm sure they were expecting me to go in the direction of ministering to the children and, and you know, just kind of keeping it like, you know, kid friendly, <laughs> you know, not going too deep into the word of God and bringing out all the types and shadows and the revelations and I did. I, I I I kept it as simple as I possibly could, but I still felt to preach and to preach with a boldness and authority because my mind and spirit again was back at home. I'm thinking, God, I want someone with filled with the Holy Ghost at home, and uh, and but I'm preaching to to a to a different congregation. And long story short, we, we end up seeing God pour out His Spirit in this service, and you know people are being touched, people are being renewed. And all of a sudden, we have one that wants the Holy Ghost, and we're praying this this young man through the Holy Ghost. And after we we pray for him, he 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 receives the Holy Ghost, and it's an amazing thing. And another kid had at the same time we didn't find out till later, but there was another kid that had received the Holy Ghost as well. And and we're not even finished with the altar service yet. And my wife tells me, I just received a message that this lady received the gift of the Holy Ghost. Uh, in the middle of our altar service, she was she was filled with the Holy Ghost. It's the Sunday after she's been baptized, and that she had brought her family to the church. It was about six members of her family that came with her, and so we came back home the next Sunday. And this was um, uh, Easter, I believe it was it was Easter Sunday. And um, and no, no, it wasn't Easter service. It was it was actually this past Sunday. So yeah, we came back home, and uh, and. The, the sister of the lady that had been baptized and got the Holy Ghost was in service and we preached about the Holy Ghost again and preached about the Holy Ghost and fire and um, the new birth experience and she saw her need to be to be saved and decided to go down in the waters we baptized her in Jesus name as she came out of those waters the power of God just hit her and she just I mean she was there for a solid 10 minutes and she did not want to get out of the baptismal <laughs> Um, the, the, the baptistry, she was just, she was like speaking in tongues. God was filling her with the Holy Ghost. 
and it was just an amazing amazing experience and so that's my testimony and and god is moving and god is doing things but we are actively pursuing new souls and um going after the 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 souls that are out there and as we are active in ministry as we are active in evangelism we're seeing god bring in a harvest uh, and not even from the same field we're operating in a field where we've not even seen a harvest yet yet we're receiving a harvest from a different field that's not our field but yet we still receive that harvest and so our labor and labor is not in vain god is god is uh working and moving and doing many great things and i just want to encourage somebody today um you know to allow god to use you to allow god to do the work in you to allow god to open that door and that opportunity and you will see great and mighty works um but anyways that's just a little short testimony i want to share with everybody y'all keep praying for uh pia in knoxville you keep praying for us and and we'll allow god um to use you um the needs that we have right now are we need people to get get baptized we need people to get the holy ghost there's a whole family two families right now that are coming and the mothers are the ones that have have made that step forward but we need we need the husbands we need the fathers and then i know that we can get the kids the sons and daughters and so if you would just help us and partner with us in prayer and praying for those things we believe that god will do the work anyways until next time guys god bless you and uh tune in <laughs>